Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome back to Queen City Creeps, your favorite true crime, paranormal, and all things weird podcast. This is Sarah, Jennifer, Michael, and Shelby here to bring you all things weird. So we received an email from a listener uh, in regards to the story you told a couple of weeks ago, Jennifer, about Helltown, Boston Mills, Hills, Mills, Mills yes. Ohio. Again. <laughs> I Hills, don't know Mills, the difference whatever. between a hill and a mill. Apparently not. Uh, she just wanted to send us a quick note about uh, eminent domain. It turns out that what we said was kind of right, so that's new and exciting. That's awesome, because I thought we were totally wrong. Uh, but she wanted to send a note uh, saying that eminent domain was definitely misused in Helltown. Not that we did it wrong, but what they called eminent domain in Helltown was wrong. Um, there's a really good Frontline episode from the 80s called For the Good of All that makes clear that the community supported the park and also that the law establishing the park permitted them to stay and keep ownership of their homes, which I did not know. Uh, Unfortunately, their asshole senator supported an overzealous park superintendent in needlessly screwing them all over. Same senator received an exception for his own house to stay untouched within the park. Of course. The park superintendent was removed in 1980 because he was so hated and controversial, and he died of a heart attack while cleaning out his desk. So go vote and avoid ghost murder. Obviously. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron! Thanks, Aaron! I'm glad that we weren't totally wrong. Yes, that is a, a good point. There. And ghost murder is a bad idea. So It is. There we go. Dying while cleaning out, your, cleaning out your desk seems like the worst way to go, too, because it's like, I was just at work, and then I died. I was so close to getting out. Right. So today, Jennifer's going to tell us another story, because she's good at that. Sure. And it's going to be a story about a crazy relationship. So A love my, triangle, in A fact. love triangle. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. A love triangle. So Ooh. my question to kick this off, ew, would ew. be... What is the craziest thing that you've done in a relationship, not sexually? Well, you're really limiting me there. <laughs> I know. I know. But we're trying to keep this kind of family friendly for nope. Stockton's purposes. Whose family? <laughs> That's valid. This me. isn't family friendly. This isn't for... family friendly at all. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anybody? Stockton, do you have anything? Nope. You have nothing crazy. Nothing. Nothing in high school that you did. In a relationship? No. Describe your love life. Epic and private. <laughs> I don't kiss For and everyone tell. everyone to hear. I don't kiss and tell. Yeah. But you, I mean, you lived in a small town and drove to other small towns to see other ladies. Yeah. Did you, did you nag all the ladies? What? You say negative things about them to make yourself seem cooler. Did you nag ladies? That's a thing. I've I seen Do I put other people race. down and make myself feel better? Absolutely. <laughs> Every <Obviously>. day. <laughs> okay, well, be it that way. Fine. Jennifer, anything? I'm pretty boring, really. 
I mean, I get kind of like heated about things, but I'm always right about it. So it's like yeah. something crazy I'm doing. Like you told that story, and I was like, if I was your boyfriend, I would have dove out of the car going 70 on the highway. But what he did oh, was yeah. wrong. He was late to my house, like 45 minutes late, guys. I'm a very like on-time person. So that really pissed me off. So I just like laid into him. And we were traveling to my parents' house, by the way. Which was he one and a half hours away. Meeting my parents for the first time. Dating for what, two weeks? No. That was... We started dating in March, and then that wasn't until like July. So we had been dating for a few months. That's just so like a perfectly acceptable amount of time for you to fully tell someone that they're being an asshole. Exactly. I tell you and you're an asshole all the time. And we've maybe known each other that long. True. It's like been a year and a half. <laughs> it feels like only six months. Are we going to really... have an anniversary? Do you want to have an anniversary? A two year anniversary? I mean, if it's been, yeah. if it's been yeah. a year and a half, you already missed the anniversary, Sarah. <laughs> That's true. Typical Stockton, missing anniversaries left yeah. and right. Shelby and I recognized our anniversary as office mates. We've got another one coming up soon. Awesome. I don't remember what we did. I think we ate fajitas. Sounds right. I think so, yeah. I think we did. Yeah, we literally had Mexican two times a week for six months straight. (laughs) So, just so everyone knows. My system is just now recovering from this. (laughs) The four of us all work together um, at the same business and in the same department. So, that's how we kind of all got to know each other and then bonded over stories of the weird and being in closed spaces together. So, for really long periods of time. In, in in closed spaces together after Mexican food too, so. right? That, it bonds yeah. you a lot. It, really. it, it bonds or drives you apart. There's yeah. no there's no secrets. There's only one bathroom stall in the guy's bathroom, <laughs> so you just have to. It's like winning the lottery when that thing's open. At True. a certain at a certain point, I'm just at the point where I'm going to high five you on the way out while I'm going in <laughs> because I'm just so happy I didn't have to go to the next floor. <laughs> um. So what about you, Sarah? So. I was trying to remember, but I'm really old, and I don't remember a lot of, like, my crazy teen years. Hmm. Wonder why. So, there's that. Um, I think probably the most recent crazy thing that I've done is I found a boudoir photography, like, pamphlet under our coffee table in our front room. And I lost my shit. Like, I texted my husband a picture of it, and I said, what the fuck is this? I was livid. Because obviously it's because of a, a secret yeah, relationship my, or my something. My thought process is that he has a secret mistress. Yeah. He brought her to our house where we live with our child, and she wanted me to find out about it. <laughs> so she <laughs> left. Of all the things that she could have left, she left this, like, boudoir photography. Like, obviously. Pretty classy, actually. Like, it was it was nice looking. Um, so you were a little jealous, too. I was like, she's a classy woman. Evidently. Like, she looks good enough that he wants to, like, you yeah. know, class it up with some boudoir photography that he's going to print and put in his office. I don't know. So. If you start seeing him slamming down picture frames when you walk into his office. <laughs> <you're> in <laughs> um, so I got really aggressive about it. And he was like, I don't know what this is. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, as it turns out, it was mine. Uh, I had gone to <laughs> a bridal expo with my sister a couple of months prior to that. And my daughter found a bunch of, like, pamphlets and stuff in my bag and was digging through them. And I guess she just really thought the lady on the front looked pretty. So that's the one that she was playing with the most. And so, Shelby was very angry. <laughs> Shelby was mad at me 
for my husband. If, if, yeah. you're, if you're my wife, I would divorce you, marry you again, just so I could divorce you a second time. <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, we are always on Tyler's side. I am not I, always I'm on not, Tyler's side. I'm not always on anybody's side, but that's yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous, though. It was, it was a little ridiculous. My husband is not the most patient person, but he is in... Shows great grace under pressure Yeah, when I'm very angry at him. He sounds like the most patient person based on this story. Yeah, but he's not. That he wasn't wasn't immediately over here drinking with me tells you that he's a pretty patient person. He's like, nope, I give up. I'm done with this crap. Well, and it's good because, one, he feels totally fine with me talking about it on a podcast. And, two, the fact that we went out, like, drinking as a group of friends the, like, next night... And I was just like, hey, this happened and I'm an idiot. And I sent him a text message and I was like, so all of my dude friends are mad at me now. You're welcome. <laughs> so he feels pretty good about himself. Fantastic. So Shelby, what about you? This is going to be good. So this actually relates to uh, what I understand we're talking about today. So, <laughs> yes, indeed. For, for a shorter period of time, mind you, but yeah, all the same. Uh, I was... It was actually my first semester in college, so I was probably 19, and uh, I was seeing somebody who was seeing somebody else, and uh, I was what very... What a homewrecker. I was very understanding about that. Uh, you know, I thought this might be the one. I, I knew it wasn't, but I, I was into it, I guess, because it was just kind of... The, the thrill of the chase was fun. All the sneaking else. around. Yeah. The sneaking around was fun. The downside was her studio apartment was garbage, and uh, that was the only <laughs> place that we got to sneak around, so... Oh, yeah. What I did notice, um, mid-sneaking around, is that there was a hall closet, and it was one of those ones with, like, the slots in it, uh, that you can, like, see, like, the slats or whatever oh, you can kind yeah, of see yeah. through. So I kept thinking, I'm like, he shows up, I know where I'm going. Because I'm a planner, by nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also had, like, a water heater in there, and it was it was very warm in there, I will say that Was much, it cozy? It was not cozy. <laughs> You, you would think being in a hall closet with your pants off would be cozy, but it's not as cozy as one would expect. Mm, yeah. Which leads me to my next point. Pants were off, um, you know, just because. In flagrante um, delecto? <laughs> yes. What does that even mean? <laughs> yes. I think it's a loose translation of Spanish for the no pants dance. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, so I, I hop off of her futon and run behind. <laughs> futon, this it's is real better. classy. Yeah. I had a futon when I was in like middle school. It's a studio, man. That's all you can. It's a couch and a bed, and you have three hundred square feet. You're gonna get a futon. It makes more sense. <laughs> makes sense. So anyway, hop off the futon. Uh, whenever I hear someone knocking on the door, and I head to said closet, my my new uh, home for the next forty five minutes. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, and, and keep in mind throughout this entire process, I've been hearing, I'm going to leave him. I'm done with him. That's, this is not going to last. We're going to be together. And I'm like, freaking cool. Looking forward to it. That'll be super. While I'm in this closet, he proposes to her. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. And she said yes. <laughs> what? And at that moment, it took everything I had in, in my being. Why did you not kick that door oh, out? Oh, I was have. so close, man. But then I was like. I want her to be happy, and this actually gives me an out. <laughs> he should have popped out and said, congratulations, guys. I am so happy for you. And then, like... I, if I could get my pants, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you all know me well enough to know that's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> but the prospect of, of ruining someone else's life didn't seem uh, great for the day. So I, I left my closet refuge uh, after they had both left, actually. I was just in the apartment by myself. Oh, 
Shelby. They went to celebrate. They just got engaged. I wonder what, like, she was thinking. She knows you're still in there. I know. And she's like, oh, my God. That's How her, is this happening That's right my favorite now? part of the whole thing is that he wasn't even, like, romantic enough to, like, take her somewhere to propose. He did yeah. it in front of the dude who was just in her. <laughs> Which somehow just makes it so much funnier to me. Oh, for sure. Um, and she knows it, and he will never know unless right. He, and, and, here's this. Right, unless like in their divorce paperwork, she's like, "By the way, funny story," but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I wish them all the best. But they are married now, as of what you think. That... <laughs> yeah. Last. <laughs> yeah. Last I knew. That's, that's how you fantastic. That's funny. Yeah. See, I didn't know that last part, and that made it like a hundred times better. I know. You, well, you told me to stop telling the story before we started yeah, recording, yeah, yeah. and I, I was, was like, super "Well, the, to hear this. the good part's fixing to come up, so I better stop here." Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was that was a blast. The genuine reaction of, "Oh no!" <laughs> the last time that I saw her actually was on public transport at the university, and uh, I I made some snide Shelby comment. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, "Hey, how you been?" <laughs> Wait, is that the slide? No, Shelby? I'm sure I said something really shitty. I know me. <laughs> I know me. And she basically told me that uh, I needed to never speak to her again because she was very happy with him and that she was a born again Christian and would have never done that otherwise. Oh. And I was just like, well, okie doke then. You, <laughs> you and uh, you boyfriend and Jesus have a good life together, I guess. What? Tell them what my face looks like right now. Um, her mouth is open, and she has a shocked look with eyebrows raised. So basically what she looked like whenever the whenever somebody knocked on the door. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's, no. that's That's the best. Okay. Shelby has the best stories, by the way. We'll, we'll probably hear more later on. <laughs> right. V- visit my offshoot podcast of just terrible relationship stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunk escapades, yes. all those things. They're mostly one and the same. Actually. Yes, yes, together. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and talk about um, my story. That's not my story. Definitely not my story. But the so story you, I'm you about to tell. I did not live this. Thank okay. God. But anyway, so it is a love triangle story. Um, so this is in the 1920s. And it involves a murder. But I'll tell you that later. Um, and just a very weird love triangle, like I said. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, I guess. <clears throat> and it's very strange. Even, like, to today's standards, it's super weird. It's super weird. It's super weird. <laughs> I think even any time standards is yeah. strange. <laughs> it's very odd. So, okay. Um, Dolly. Her name's Dolly. I, and I don't want to say her last name because it's very weird and I'll probably butcher it. But anyway. She's very was, German. Yes, it's very German. Osterich. But no. she, no, no, that's not That's it. not anywhere close to what it is. But <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty close. Her name's Wahlberga. That's her first name. That's I her know. first name, yes. Wahlberga Dolly. Yes. Yes. But she was born in 1880, um, and she was a German immigrant who grew up in, like, the Midwest um, on a poor farm, essentially. Um, and so in her early 20s, she married her husband, Fred. Um, and, uh, he was a wealthy owner of a successful apron factory. So I guess they just made a bunch of aprons. Yeah. Whatever. Like you do in an apron factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. As There's you a do. fabric kind. That sounds about like, right. Right. Yeah. Fabric. <laughs> like a but, car apron? I don't know. Isn't that a thing? It's a fender apron, but. Is that like made a fender of fabric? Cover? I mean, uh, w- yes. when was this factory open? Because cars weren't really a thing. In, in like the 1900s. 
Yeah. Nineteen hundred. They probably weren't making fender aprons yet because they hadn't really started putting like fenders on them. And she's so. using a regular sewing machine, so right. Yeah, like fabric, like what you'd wear in the kitchen. Yes. yes. Or to butcher a pig. So they um, once they were married, they settled in Milwaukee. Um, but then marital bliss kind of faded away soon after. Um, Fred drank way too much. He was very much an alcoholic. And she, uh, Dolly was very sexually unsatisfied with their relationship. Either he just wasn't good in bed or didn't whiskey have dick. enough of it. I would or, say whiskey did. Yeah, he was drunk all the time. So they just didn't have a good romantic relationship. Or at least to her standards. I don't yeah. know what her standards yeah. were. So on one um, one day in 1913, um, Dolly um, found that her sewing machine wasn't working. And so she called her husband, Fred, um, just to vent her frustration. And then he promised to send over um, a repairman. And so the young man that showed up to fix it was a 17-year-old um, named Otto. He was a sexy repairman. Apparently so. 17-year-old Otto. But... Otto actually worked for Fred at the apron factory. So Dolly must have, like, figured out that Fred would send him to um, work on the sewing machine. Um, so Because whenever Otto arrived at the house, um, he found um, Dolly only wearing a robe and stockings. So she was dolled up. So she was, like, she knew she- someone was coming. I've seen this movie before. Exactly. <laughs> But that kind of began their affair, I guess. He could That lasted her. a very long time. Stockings and robe. Can't turn it down. Yeah, obviously. But mind you, she was like 30 something, 33. 33 at the time, and he was 17. So it's not, it's not a huge age difference, but it's like a decent amount. 16 years. years. It's, it's if, only almost double. Their the age difference right. is old enough to drive. If, uh, if yeah. the roles are reversed... And it was a 33-year-old man and a 17-year-old girl. We would think would that was super, so gross. Yeah, it would be inappropriate. Like, super for inappropriate. For sure. Yes, for sure. But Dolly is apparently a cougar. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Get so, over here and rethread my bobbin. <laughs> so, at first, Dolly and Otto... <laughs> Sorry, sewing jokes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Sorry. At first, you. Dolly and Otto conducted their relationship in, like, a usual secretive manner. Uh, meeting in hotels um, to have sex. <laughs> and <laughs> But after a while, meeting outside the home became um, like kind of like a burden. And Financially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hotel rooms are not They're cheap, They're not man. cheap. Yeah. She needed a couple times a week. Yeah. And then after that, once they realized, you know, this is a burden, they began having sex in the family bed. Like, their like husband and wife, and marital dollars, bed. Like, okay, I was like, the yeah. family bed? Like, the kids are there, too? <laughs> they don't have kids. Oh, okay. As of, I don't think so, at least. But soon, though, like, the neighbors caught on that this guy just kept arriving at their house. And it's like, who, who is this guy? He was coming at their house? Coming yes, their he house? was coming to their house. Yes. Um, And then Dolly told them that he was... A vagabond half brother, so essentially like a traveler kind of like brother. A that, brother, yeah, Joseph, exactly. Yeah. So um, after realizing that they were drawing attention to themselves, Dolly decided that Otto should take up residence in the attic, like you do. That makes total sense. To and me. he was like totally down for it, <laughs> which is odd. He's like, I go into the attic as Otto, <laughs> and I come out as Pepe. Why Pepe though? Just he, 
Just his picture, he looks like a Pepe. He comes you think out, so? He goes in a boy, he comes out a man. That's, he, that's valid. His name is Pepe. But she did this so that he wouldn't be spotted, like, coming and going from the house. <laughs> so, obviously, at it. Because ha- she has to hide it from her husband. Yeah. You know? Whatever. She can't afford so all those keep, hotels. You couldn't keep it in the basement because her husband was a drinker, and that's where he kept the booze. Yeah. That's where he so. was making his booze. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Attic it is. But, yeah. So, Otto quit his job at the factory that uh, Dolly's husband works at. Mm-hmm. And then he has, like, pretty much no family. So, like, no one really sees anything wrong with it after he just disappears essentially yeah. so that's a little weird but I mean, he's 17 in the 20s like he was yeah. an adult it's fine yeah that's true but then he g- began to spend all of his time um that's not spent with dolly um in the, his hideaway within the house so he never so, talks to anyone else n- besides dolly when they're banging no <laughs> he doesn't talk to anybody <laughs> I just like to imagine that they're like <laughs> that they're in the middle of it, and she's just like, "Stop talking!" And he's like, "This is my only chance." <laughs> this is my only chance. <laughs> this is all I have. He's like, "Could you turn that R and B music down? I'd kind of like to hear you breathe." <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had a nickel. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So this new arrangement meant that like he couldn't leave the attic um, because he. I mean, no one could see that he was there. Obviously, mm-hmm. she was trying to hide it from her husband, even though his her husband was drunk. So like he, he's not as observant as most people, mm-hmm. I guess. But so he remained sequestered there, um, and then he he Did liked you to work. Say sequestered. Sequestered. He was like a nun, but a yes. sexy nun. A sexy nun. <laughs> he lived in a monastery, so like a monk. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But like a sexy monk. Oh, my God. So, anyway. But he liked to write. So, he would write these, like, Pulp Fiction stories. And that he was hoping that um, it would, they would eventually be published. How did he expect to get them published, published if he didn't leave the attic? Right, he's he's going to go on a book tour of all the all the incredible attics of the world. Is his <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just, like, he's having these wishes. <laughs> or eventually, maybe he thinks that, like, he will get out of the attic eventually. That she's going to leave her husband. I don't know. I don't know what... He's also 17. He's probably really stupid. And, like, naive. <laughs> Not that all 17-year-olds are stupid, but they're naive. I mean, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty bright to be able to fix a sewing machine as many times as he did. I, yeah. can, I can't fix mine. Yeah. I valid. definitely can't thread my He's own body. He's handy. Oh. <laughs> He's super handy. So this happened wow. for five years, guys. He was in this stupid attic for five years. That's his home you're talking about. <laughs> That's but true. Did, I mean, he, he wrote and he wrote, made bathtub gin, right? Yes. Hung out. There's a bathtub up there? Lived up there yeah. for well, free. Well, yeah. I mean, he has to wash his body at some point. Lived so up I... there for free. For free. Yeah, it's for free, but you're only writing and sleeping and then having sex with Dolly whenever, she, whenever her husband's gone, I guess. I mean, like, was she bringing him groceries? He's like, he hey, had babe, to. I'm trying a new type of gin. Can you bring some different herbs and spices? I mean, he had to be fed, so she was obviously giving him food at some point. Like That he was then fermenting. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so for five years, they carried on this really weird relationship where he would be in the attic. She would call him down whenever they, she wanted to have sex in her... Marital um, bed. Right, in the marital bed. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... Um, so when Fred informed Dolly in 1918 that he thought they should sell the house and move to Los Angeles, things um, 
could have gotten complicated, obviously. Yeah. They I did mean, get complicated. Would people pay extra for a sex slave in the attic when they right. sold the house? Yeah. She was like, what am I going to do with this, like, with Otto now? I have to get a house with an attic. Obviously. And take him there. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she found a house overlooking Sunset Boulevard with an attic and sent Otto there early. So he would be waiting there, essentially, whenever they arrived. So who fed Otto for those two weeks where he's just hanging out in L.A.? Well, I guess he could just get out and... Yeah, he could do whatever. He could do whatever, and then much. whenever they came in, he would have to go back in his attic. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Huh. But anyway. But there's this cool picture, and what? I guess we'll post it, but it, it shows their old house, I guess. And, like, this weird, creepy, like... It's very small, but, like, this weird attic part where he lived. It's not very big at all. How would he... He couldn't even stand up in there. Eh, maybe it's a little bit taller than what you would think. It's a crawl space. It's a crawl space. It kind of is. Did he pull apart Because I was thinking, like, this top area, but I guess it was, like, a side attic. That's weird. I don't know. But anyway, so life continued on. Um... The exact same way it's been for four years, four more years until um, 1922 when Otto overheard Dolly and Fred fighting. But anyway, so this is five years plus another four years. Mm-hmm. That equals nine. That Jennifer. equals nine <laughs> years, guys. Math. That is crazy to be up in an attic by yourself. Anyway. Um, He's not by himself. He is by himself. He's got the, the love attic. and affection of Dolly. Right. Course. But she's not coming in to be at it because there's no way she'd fit in there too. Oh no, yeah, she's not a small woman. I she's mean, she's not. not a big woman, but she's not a small. She's woman. a busty woman. Correct. Yeah. Which, anyway. which is enough to keep a dude for nine years, apparently. <laughs> apparently even, so. Even while feeding him potato chips under the door. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so Otto overhears Dolly and Fred fighting from his attic, obviously. And so he bursts into the room where where they're quarreling, where they're fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously reading because I would never say quarreling <laughs> before that. <laughs> but you'll say it a lot now. You're going to say it all the time now. Yeah, apparently. Um, so he had, he found a pistol, I guess. Um, and then Fred actually, two pistols. But Fred recognizes Otto because, you know, Otto used to, to work. work at the factory. Well, it was, you know, years ago. He still recognizes him. And that would be weird. You're like, wait a second. Why are you yeah. so pale? Why do you look familiar? Why are you in L.A.? Yeah, also, why are you in why L.A.? Why do you have two pistols and look like Yosemite Sam? <laughs> so, obviously, Fred gets super angry after he, like, recognizes this guy. And it's like, what the hell? Like, why are you here? Why are you with my wife? Well, I don't know if he knows that at that point. But, anyway, someone's in his fucking attic. <laughs> he finally figures this out after nine years. That's insane. I bet he feels really silly at that point. (laughs) He's like, what the? I knew my cigars were missing. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, so Fred and Otto um, struggle it out, I guess, fight. And then guns get quarreling. (laughs) And then the guns go off. Um, Fred was shot and um, Otto and Dolly both panicked. Um, Otto locked Dolly in a closet from the outside. Now you know how it feels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he took the key um, and the gun with him to the attic. And then he knew that neighbors would call about it and um, call the police um, because of the gunshots. So he wasn't really worried that, like, 
Dolly wouldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted an alibi for her. So obviously, if she was locked in the closet, she didn't have anything to do with the murder, essentially. This is pretty savvy for a guy that's yeah. been living in an attic for 10 years. He's had 10 years to plan this. That's I guess true. he's been writing, like, murder mysteries, so... Also, where did they then a thief, uh, assume that the thief got the key to lock her into this closet? I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, one of those where it's, like, above the door. Right. I would you have know. been an incredible detective in the 1920s. You would have. Then, like then again, like... L.A. Noir. Then again, like, ev- <laughs> like any time that him and um, Dolly got together, he did go downstairs. It's not like he didn't know the layout. Like, he knew. Yes, that's true. So, and he knew if, a lot more than I mean, think. If Dolly was in on it, she could be like, hey, here's the key to yeah. the thing. Key to the door. Lock yes. me in here, big boy. <laughs> big boy. <laughs> so, the police arrive... Um, and then Dolly told them that it was a burglary, um, and then she was locked in the closet, and then they shot their husband, essentially. The burglars. Yes. Okay. Yes. You said their husband, like Dolly and Otto's husband? It was a three-way <laughs> affair for ten plus years. Just one person didn't know about it? I mean, really, if technically Otto and Fred had been living in the house for ten years, would it be a common-law marriage? Mm-hmm. Maybe. They're sharing a woman. It's like conjugal. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're they're Eskimo brothers. Yeah, they are indeed Eskimo <laughs> brothers. If you have any information uh, concerning common law marriages in the state of California around 1920, mm. uh, feel free to shoot us an email. QueenCityCreeps at gmail.com. <laughs> but I in California, they were only together for four years. Uh, yeah, that probably messed. And the then whole like thing the up, other actually. one, yeah. So it's mm. a little different, I guess. Anyway, so I guess um, they before the police got there, they took expensive belongings to make it seem more real, I guess. Um, and then so they Otto, locked Otto her. got some cool new stuff then? Yeah. Awesome. Bunch yeah. of aprons. Happy for him. Some aprons. <laughs> <laughs> a little watch, right? They took a watch. It doesn't say in this, but if you read that, sure. Um, I trust you yeah, that you know they, the story. The main thing that they took was actually a uh, Fred's watch that they blamed on the robbers. Um, it was really, really fancy. It had diamonds and stuff on it. So, hmm. But essentially, the police were never really, like, sure that the story was real, but they didn't have proof that it wasn't true. So they just mm-hmm. took their word for it, essentially, um, and released her, you know, without any other issues. Questions. Yeah, without her questions. Um, so now that she, Dolly was a widow, she moved into a new house and continued on with her life. But one would assume that, like, she she and Otto would actually be in a real relationship. Live because happily ever after. her husband's out of the way. Might as well. Um, but instead, um, she gets a new house with an attic <laughs> and keeps Otto in the attic again. Oh, no. I guess he's just not good enough for her to be with him in real life. Maybe by this point he just feels safer in, like, an enclosed space. Well, I think they've come to the agreement like, hey, we're going to be broke unless you stay with Fred. (laughs) (laughs) True. I think that's a big part of it is that she wants a certain lifestyle, um, but also wants multiple lovers. So that's her way of doing it is that Mm -hmm. she's going to be in a relationship with someone with money and then also be in another relationship with Otto, who has no money because he hasn't been working for nine years. He's never really had a great job. Yeah, exactly. Just a writer. He's just her sex slave. 
Yeah. He's good at the job that he has. Apparently. Kept him around, I guess. (laughs) So, apparently, Otto was actually, actually managed to get a few of his stories published. How that happened, I don't really know. Well, I mean, he can get out in the world now. He just prefers to sleep in the attic. Anyway, so he bought a new typewriter. So, he had things to do, I guess, yeah. up there. Just he wasn't keep... handwriting his stories anymore. Yeah. We have a, can't you hear a typewriter? <laughs> There's no one alive to hear it now. Other than well, Dolly. not now. But then she gets into this other relationship with a new lover. And he's a lawyer um, named Herman Shapiro. Huh. Yeah. And he hates the sound of typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he ever... He thinks he's going crazy. But he just hears, like... Click, 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 click. He just click, thinks he's going click, crazy. Like, there's just some ghost or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't think there's a freaking person up there. <laughs> Normal people don't think that, probably. But then, like Dolly's first husband, Shapiro spent long hours um, due to his profession. So he's not there at the house very often. Probably that's where he's not He's not hearing these typewriter noises, whatever. Right, there's a there's a lights out situation in this yeah. house, I assume. <laughs> so then she gets another lover named Roy Clum. That's number three. Yes. At one time. Yes, and it's okay. to keep Dolly occupied. Because apparently her Shapiro person, like, he was never around. And I guess she needed someone other than Otto, too. He's all self-absorbed in his stories now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's so worked up about these stories. Oh, so that... selfish. Exactly. She has to get another lover. Oh, and then she wants her to have Clum, the new lover, um, to get rid of the guns they used to shoot Fred. I guess she, at that point, never got rid of them. She just kept them away Yeah, or she something. still had them, and she convinced him that she didn't want the embarrassment of how... You know, the police finding one of these guns that looked so much like the ones that murdered her husband. So, obviously, he needed to get rid of them for her. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I would be worried about, is how embarrassing it would be for the police to find these guns that looked a lot like my husband's Mm -hmm. murder weapons. So, she persuades him to ditch the gun for her. um, And then he tosses it into the La Brea tar pits, but, like, not really that well. How do you not throw a gun into a tarpet well? <laughs> she, well, I've, I've heard that he he tosses it into, like, a shallow end oh, okay. where it's, like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Just do it. Just, just get all the throw way. Just it. wing that thing out in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, he kind of half-assed it. But then she also sweet-talked um, one of her neighbors into burying the other gun in his yard. Why he didn't? Why he didn't think that something was up, and like maybe he should not do that. I don't know. Maybe they also exchanged sexual favors. I don't know. Right. I I can't have somebody at the airport watch my suitcase for five minutes while I take a piss. But this lady can go ask this dude to bury a gun for her, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay." That sounds totally. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. 1920s were weird, man. They were definitely. But then Dolly eventually broke up with Clum. That's the one that. Um, threw the gun into the La Brea tar pits. But because she broke up with him, he went to the police with the story and told them, you know, exactly what happened. Um, the They were able to pull the gun from the tar pits because he didn't hide it very well. Um, <clears throat> and then Dolly was taken into custody. And then her neighbor dug up the other gun and took it to the cops. But neither weapon could be tied to Dolly because the gun had corroded. Mm-hmm. So they can't find the ring for that girl in My Girl, but they can find a gun. Apparently. That's some bullshit. 
It is. That was so sad. Sorry, continue. Anyway, I will. Um, so Dolly um, was awaiting trial. Um, she pleaded with Shapiro, who was her other boyfriend or whatever, the lover. lawyer. Her lover. Yeah. Um, that he should buy groceries for Otto, who he has no idea is even up there. <laughs> but he should buy, she should, or sorry, he should buy the groceries and tap on the ceiling of the bedroom closet and let him know Wait, what? that he should come out of the attic. Tap on the ceiling of the bedroom closet? Apparently that's right where he's normally at. <laughs> that's, that's where his little sliver of attic is. No. Yeah, sure, baby. No problem. Let me just go ahead and do that for you. <laughs> like, this thing isn't going to come out and kill me, right? <laughs> you don't have, like, a wild animal up there. <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what his reaction to that whole thing was, you know? Like, I, there's I like this random as, person. There's just someone up it, there. It wasn't near as grand as it should have been, I feel yeah. like. We're just like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. That's totally fine. But I guess she tried to tell Shapiro that the that Otto was her vagabond brother. Like, she kept telling her neighbors that earlier she on. she keeps in her attic. Yeah. And just, in, I just never told you, but he's been there the whole time. I know this is really weird, but yeah, my half-brother lives in the attic space above my bed mm-hmm. and he i tap on the ceiling when i want him to come down <laughs> yeah he can't get out by himself but, but he knows he's not allowed to come down unless i tap on the ceiling <laughs> i'm curious also like they probably have other bedrooms in their house he's like why is he in the attic when he could be in another bedroom <laughs> well and also okay. like, are you ashamed of him how freaked out was shapiro whenever he well okay not even just shapiro how freaked out was Otto when he tapped on the ceiling and then he comes down and he's like you're not the one person I've seen for the last 12 years. <laughs> You're well, not Dolly. So apparently, he Otto was so starved for, like, human interaction <laughs> that he just started, like, having a bro conversation <laughs> with Shapiro and told him everything that happened. Yeah. I was like, what? He was so, like, Stoked. lonely, essentially. He needed some sort of interaction with somebody besides Dolly. I I mean, bonding experience with a person you've never met, I don't think would be, yeah, I sleep in my girlfriend's attic. We've been together for a while. You could say it's kind of serious. Also, she's your girlfriend. Also, she's my <laughs> your girlfriend. Yeah. From, but... what I, from what I've heard through the ceiling, she's also your girlfriend. <laughs> so, essentially, after hearing that... Um, Dolly and this guy in the attic had this secret relationship. Shapiro essentially told Otto to get the fuck out. Like you would. That's understandable. You know. Yeah. And then Dolly got released on bail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apparently the fact that she had kept a man in the attic was not a deal breaker <laughs> to Shapiro. Um, so he moved in with Dolly <laughs> Let's got to make sure she doesn't move anybody else into the attic. Yeah, right, right. He's going to keep a close watch, making sure, you know. Are we sure he moved in, or did he move into the attic? No, he just moved in like a normal person. Okay, cool. But then all charges were dropped against Dolly. So I guess they just couldn't have... They They couldn't lock it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's a valid question. She's she's talked dudes into this before, apparently. (laughs) There's always a chance that she can talk some esteemed lawyer into moving into her attic. Just he's real strong willed, and I'm sure he was kind of a bigger dude, so there's no way he's gonna fit in that tiny crawl space. So I just feel like Otto slash Pepe is probably a smaller dude. <laughs> Lith, he might be like a small willowy man. Well, he hasn't been able to exercise he like since he was 17 years old. Right. So. He's not out. Yeah. He's getting plenty of exercise. <laughs> 
He's only getting cardio, though. He's not, like, pumping iron. What if he's pumping <laughs> other things? <laughs> Jennifer, you made me blush. But anyway, so seven years goes by um, with Dolly and Shapiro, um, and things just came to an end, essentially. Um, he moved out, and then he told the police what he's gathered of the crime um, against uh, her late husband, Fred, mm-hmm. and, like, exactly what happened. Um, warrants were again issued for Dolly, and this time Otto as well. So a jury found Otto guilty of manslaughter, even after his defense stated that Dolly had enslaved him, essentially. His sex slave. Mm-hmm. Or her sex, sex yeah. slave. Yes. Um, it's a powerful woman. So the trial became known as the Batman case. Batman, like, as a Batman. Batman. Space. Not There's Batman. Bat space man. Right. Yes. Man, man who lives in a small dark space in his own guano. Yeah. Right. Not like. <laughs> Hangs upside down from the ceiling. Right. <laughs> Can but, only come out at night. Yeah, but they call him that because he was kept in a secluded cave-like attic. Like a bat. Yeah. Obviously. So, anyway, at that point, um, the statute of limitations on the manslaughter charge had ran out. So he was essentially a free man. They mm-hmm. couldn't charge him for anything. But Dolly went to trial on a conspiracy charge, but also walked free after a hung jury. Um, the indictment was um, eventually dropped in 1936. She died in 1961 at age 80. And then hopefully she learned a thing about those relationships. Probably not, though. She probably didn't. There, there was a dude. There were two dudes in the attic, one in the basement when she died. I <laughs> but no one ever found them. Yeah, that's all da, we know da, about da. Dolly. And her crazy relationships. That's crazy. That actually does trump mine. I'll give you that. That does. Yeah. Shall we? It's a little crazy. Yeah. That trumps uh, everyone's. It does. Otto slash Pepe trumps Poor. everyone's love story. Poor Pepe. No kidding. I feel bad for him. But yeah. he went on to like marry and have a family though, right? Yes. Yeah. Who he then had to explain that to. Right. The thing is, could you imagine being his wife? Like, because they'd been together for a little bit before he had to go back for the trial. And he was like, so you know how I was just really pale and, like, kind of skittish and wanted to do it all the time? Well, that's because of this lady. And uh, I was her sex slave. And I'm really, really sorry. And then she has to just deal with it and, like, be Mm -hmm. in the media circus that was surrounding this whole thing. I would have just so many questions. I would have no questions because I just wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want to know everything. I feel like after the first night they spent together where he was like, is it okay if I sleep under the bed? She was like, (laughs) can I sleep in the attic, please? (laughs) Right. I think think we need to talk. I feel like I just would be so much more secure in the attic. Right. In the hall closet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as comfy as it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. All right. Well, that was that was interesting, Jennifer. Thank oh you yeah, for... and then I call it L.A. Batman, as like we all it. do. So. Love Batman. Love Batman. Love Batman. Yes. yes. <laughs> Love Batman loves cardio. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again. Uh, hopefully, you'll tune in next time. I don't know for sure what we're gonna do, but it'll be awesome. We'll try and top it next time. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything that you heard tonight, uh, feel free to hit us up on social media or email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.